All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first and listen every day. We are free and, in fact, um, available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell for notifications, comment down below, and, of course, upvote the video itself. I'm here with Kara McCutcheon. She's back after being gone for a little while, um, after her um, puppy dog tried to kill her the other day. Um, so <laughs> it's really interesting, Kara, because we did a show on Friday. Um, that was all about the weird relationship that was developing between Auburn and Ole Miss. And they don't even see it. As you can imagine, Auburn fans are like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. But everybody on Ole Miss fans is like, what are they doing? What is going on? It's like boiled bunny territory. And I, I just I just don't know what to make of this dynamic between the two schools at the moment. Yeah, it's weird because I would say Auburn was probably one of our – like I guess beyond like the Treadwell situation like I really and maybe Tuberville yeah back in the day but I would still say Auburn was probably one of our least I would consider division rivals like we didn't really have a lot of like interest in Auburn Auburn didn't have a lot of interest in us beyond the like, two occurrences in our time playing and then all of a sudden we had this like Hugh Freeze there the lanes you know saga of, is lane going is lane not going did they hire freeze and then freeze starts speaking. um you know, we see coaches leaving and he's really coming at players that like that are targets of Ole Miss. And like, um, even though we had Walker Hour come in, I think the Walker White thing, when when he started going for Walker White, it was a huge like, um, and I understand maybe his perspective. He's like, hey, I'm here. I'm hitting. I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to come in hard. And I think for Lane, he's like but I'm not going to back down either. Like, so I'm not going to be any different. So I think there's almost like a, like, like a very like almost pride situation going back and forth between, um, Lane and Hugh in a sense and what's going on in this air, like whole dynamic. (laughs) Yeah. And and not to get too much in the inside baseball, because I know nothing of what's going on, but some of the trolling that Lane Kiffin is doing on Twitter seems fairly pointed in the same vein that it was with Jimbo last year, which makes me wonder mm-hmm. what happened behind the scenes. What don't we know happened with, between him and Hugh Freeze and Auburn? I, I'm just really curious because it, it seems pointed and personal and a little bit more mean-spirited than he messes with the other coaches. Well, like I said, I don't know if it particularly has to do – so, you know, as Keith kind of came out in an article, I don't know if it came out today – or it came out yesterday. I saw it today. So, but Keith was asked about the whole situation, and he he did confirm that there was a interest between Auburn and Lane, like that Auburn had interest. There was interest there. Um, he said one thing he regretted is that they weren't a little more public of the discussions that happened between Lane, his representation, and an Ole Miss. He said that that's the one thing he really would say differently because. Um, they were very open about it with Ole Miss. They did. They there wasn't any kind of issue there, and and he never really said anything. As long as were, was there an actual offer? Was he going? All he said was that at the end of the day, there was a lot of things working in Ole Miss's favor, and Lane that chose to stay in Oxford, and that with the you know increase in his salary, with the facilities going on, with NIL pool, like he said that there was like that. Keith basically said he chose to stay at Ole Miss. Um, so we see that. Um, and that's that's the story. So that's our story. That's our side, right? That's all we know here. 
But the other side of it is who comes in, right? And and immediately Hugh brings us up at his press conference and kind of disses Ole Miss. I've been to another school, but this is actually the dream school. This is the school you would actually want to be at. And immediately just downgrade. And not only does he downgrade Ole Miss, but he does it with the twoies, right? Sitting in, in the, you know, supporting him. And so Ole Miss already has this thing with Hugh and everything that happened. And now you have this situation where he didn't really have to talk about us, right? He didn't need to bring us up in his speech. So he kind of disses us. Then all of a sudden coaches start putting coaches to go to Auburn. Then he starts posting players to come to Auburn. And then he starts going at recruits. And then he shows up in a designed sweatshirt, just like our SIP one. So I think Hugh is doing a lot of, it looks like it's Lane, but come on, look at all the undertones that he was doing and trying to pull the whole I'm this greater than thou but he's doing little nitpicks at Ole Miss throughout his whole time coming back to Auburn little nitpick stuff you know before we move on I do want to ask you one question does this make you think of the whole Ole Miss Mississippi State thing with him and Dan Mullen back in the day differently a hundred percent I think I see you a hundred percent differently now um I I appreciate Cody uh Cody Pruitt, sorry, I almost said Cody Core. <laughs> um, like, I appreciate some of the former players, um, you know, their loyalty to Hugh. I appreciate that um, they are, you know, still supportive of him. And that's fine. They had that relationship. But as far as what's happening here, anyone who thinks it's just Lane and Lane's just coming at Hugh and, and caught, like, you're not paying attention. To, Hugh, Hugh knows what he's doing. And he's pulling the guys that he had con- connections with in Oxford, and he's bringing them over to Auburn, and he's he's pissing people off. And he knows he's doing it. And he's picking, and he's picking, and he's picking at Ole Miss. And he's doing it underhanded. And, like, people who are acting like they don't see it just don't want to. So they're like, oh, well, Lane's just hourly saying it. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, all these other things are happening behind the scenes that he was doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's change the subject a little bit to the Ole Miss quarterback room. We went from just Jackson Dart and a couple of walk-ons to having potentially the most stacked quarterback room in the Southeastern Conference. How is all this going to play out? So, like I said, I'm not going to go into stats. I know for the most part we've seen stats, we've seen things with all the different players. So I don't want to go into that, but I want to talk about the implications of what's happening, right? So – you know, Paul Feinbaum immediately jumped on this. And if Paul Feinbaum immediately jumps on this, that means we're doing something right. If he hates it, we're doing something right. Because what we have, like, obviously, covered, okay? We're doing nothing different than what every other, like, higher youth school does here. Look at Alabama with Tua and Jalen Hurts, right? All we're doing is providing the fact of we're putting – we're bringing in guys that we're hoping, like, hey, if one goes down, we're bringing one in that can keep us steady. So – I think talking about the whole Auburn situation, I think Lane really saw a different side of the Ole Miss fan base. And I think something been wanting to see from us. Like, not only the stepping up in NIL and all that, but during that whole situation, I think we did something very different than he never thought we would do. We started replacing him on who was going to give us what we wanted. We very we we got mad at Lane, but we very quickly were like, well, who do we want here that's going to give us the program we want? And we started replacing Lane with all these I thoughts that we want. And if you've noticed, there's a shift in Lane this season. And I know people aren't seeing it in recruiting, but look at what's happening here. Like, look at our quarterback room here. Look at 
we did like the Pete Golding situation. Like that's crazy if you look into all that. Like they're they're the narrative is is obviously very far from what really happened. Like, but like the Pete Golding stuff, like getting rid of Chris and 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 all that and, and doing the movements that Lane is doing. This, this quarterback room is just an implication of. I really do believe Lane is starting to really focus and give us. He saw what we want, and he's doing working towards building what we want. And that starts there. That starts with knowing. Because if you look, I'm I'm just gonna say, if you look at our past, if we quarterback down, it would have been it would have been done. Our season would have been done. It would have been very hard to continue. And yeah. so I think he's pushing competition. He's he's pushing competition. He's basically telling Jackson Dart, you're not just gonna get the job. You still have to work. You still need to develop. You still need to work hard. And he's bringing guys in that are going to push that talent. So I. I love it. I love all this. And I think seeing like the people that are mad about it and like Feinbaum who's going off on it, that means we're doing exactly the right thing. Yeah. And, and not to take it full circle, but the, there's Auburn fans that comment on my show nearly every day. And one of the things they kept saying is like, whoever loses this quarterback competition, you just count on the fact that he's going to go to Auburn. And it's like, well, why do I care about who loses the competition? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's weird that, that that's that's a very also ran ideal and it that that's interesting to me anyway let's change the subject real quick it was announced on thursday night mm -hmm. that texas and oklahoma will be coming into the sec on july 1st 2024 for people that don't know kara is a texan so this one would be very near and dear mm -hmm. to her how close to austin are you I'm about two hours from Austin. Or is that north or south? Is it toward Houston or Dallas? I'm in Houston, so I'm about okay. So south. you're you're yeah you're in A and M territory, so you might see a di little bit oh, different. I'm, I'm about like thirty from A and M. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. So you're you might have a little bit different perspective in the way that it's presented over. Um, there's a real funny meme that popped up about the new SEC where. They located and put the new schools on there, and they did a map of the southeast, and then the whole state of Texas is a Longhorn, and just like the city of Houston is Texas A&L. Um, it is very yeah. intense. It's like, okay, th this is going to be fun. But one of the things that I am looking forward to, I am so looking forward to the Texas and Arkansas rivalry coming back. You probably aren't old enough to remember it, but back in the old Southwest Conference day, it was a, it was a real thing. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting A&M in Texas back. So that, that to me is like two ancillary benefits mm -hmm. to, to this thing. That Texas and Texas A&M game, A, it's going to get Ole Miss and Mississippi State off of Thanksgiving, which I like that, but a lot of people don't. You want that game on Saturday, A&M and Texas is going to be on Thanksgiving. Um, and B, Texas and Arkansas, there's a game with like Richard Nixon in attendance where they played like a one versus two game back in like 1969, the year that um, Archie beat them in the Sugar Bowl. Um, the lead up to that was a loss to Texas by Arkansas. And th that's just a powerful, powerful game. I mean, Arkansas basically invented horns down and they still do it just randomly. And it, this is going to be so much fun. And I'm not even talking about Oklahoma. Oklahoma gets Missouri back, which is, you know, you laugh about it. There's not, there might not be much um, competitiveness there. 
but there's a lot of history there. Those are two former Big Eight schools. I'm pretty excited about this, and this kind of makes sense. This even makes Missouri make more sense. Yeah, I... I'm really excited about it. So also, um, so my family's Ole Miss, except my sister who went to Texas. So we have literally Ole Miss and one Texas. So for us, like this is now, hey, family fun here in our family because you got three Ole Miss and and one Texas fan or one Texas alumni. So um, it'll be very interesting in our household how this whole plays out. But I'm excited. I'm excited in so many ways for this because. I love the I love the change to the schedule that's coming. Like I really I hope we have the three six six where it's the rotating where you actually are gonna play everyone. I I really hope they do go that route. I don't like I want pods or divisions. Like I love the idea of the three six six. Like to me that's so awesome. Um the other thing I think is kind of funny is I will say the minute it happened, I got so many like DMs and messages from tech fans and calls saying, Aren't you excited for us to come? Like, are you ready for us? And I was like why do you think we care about you? Like, we play Bama. We have Bama, Georgia, and LSU on our schedule this year. Why do you think you are the, like, the arrogance of Texas that just stands, like, it kind of works in the SEC a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Like, their arrogance really kind of works. It's a different kind of arrogant, but, like, we have conference arrogant. They have just them arrogant. But, like, they're, they're really mindset. I, I had someone tell me, oh, I understand. We're going to go, like, eight and four. I get that. And I'm like, you're barely going eight and four now. And you think you're going to come in your first year and go eight and four. And, and so their mindsets are like, oh, we're coming into the SEC and, and we're going to be so much better than these teams. And I think they're really going to see the difference of week in and week out because they they base this on one game a season. Like, oh, we all played Texas Tech bowl game and you lost. I'm like, but you're not playing the same competition week in, week out. Like you're not playing, you know, Georgia, Mississippi State, like LSU, Arkansas, like you're not playing those back to back to back. You have one game a season and then you play teams in the Big 12. Like, wait until you're playing that same level of like competitive and physicality every game. Like, then we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, it's set up where Texas is literally, this is literally what Texas has to look forward to. Let's just say, <clears throat> take that Oklahoma game, the Red River rivalry. Let, let's go ahead and count that in there because that's now an SEC game. But on either side of it, you might have a road game and Baton Rouge. And then you get kind of a down game mm-hmm. playing against Arkansas. After that, Alabama or Georgia could be waiting. I mean, this is a normal, if you put the schedule up every other year, you're going to have to play Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, Ole Miss, you know, outside of your per- permanent opponents. And, it's A, going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a ton of fun for everybody. B, it's going to make being super hyper successful in the SEC almost impossible, even for Georgia and Alabama. The, the days of us seeing an undefeated team in the SEC mm-hmm. might be over. All right. So the thing I'm interested in with recruiting is that you have these little region pocket of Texas where we all come in the same game, but I'm just saying you have Texas, uh, you have A&M, you have Oklahoma, and then you have Arkansas, right? So if you look at it beforehand, Arkansas and A&M had this ability, and, and of course LSU's there too, right? But Arkansas and A&M have this ability to say, we're SEC. So you you can come and play SEC football, still be kind of close, still be in these areas, um, and play. Well, now you're going to have Texas and OU to say, we're 
couldn't even be closer and play in the SEC. So where does this go for Arkansas? Where is Arkansas going to go in the recruiting world, right? Because you have LSU here, you have Texas kind of now taken care of, and then you got Oklahoma taken care of. So like, and then you got the whole other side of Mississippi, like everywhere else are kind of around Arkansas, all kind of all have all these other areas in them. So where is Arkansas going to go recruiting wise? I, I think this implication here of these coming really kind of hurts Arkansas if you think about it. I think it actually helps Arkansas because Arkansas is so Texas dependent on recruiting. They always have, and they originally started with the old Southwest Conference where it was eight um, Texas teams and Arkansas. So a little bit of that is going to get back in the SEC and it's going to help them out even more. A&M let them kind of in, but I think you're going to see Arkansas really start to hammer down on Texas. And maybe even now that they play Florida every other year, you'll see them dip into the Florida pool as well. It'll be interesting because every team in the SEC, they're going to play each other every other year. You'll have an even set of teams, even years, and you'll have odd years. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of going to be the rotation going forward, I think. Yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, I'm excited to see kind of what happen and, and just follow everything uh, as far as scheduling, the com- competitive outcomes. Um, really just interested to see how everything plays out. So very, very excited for the move. All right. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Kara, thank you so much. So glad to have you back. Um, we'll check in, maybe talk a little bit next week, okay? Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.